Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for the chance to be together tonight, God, and I pray as we look into your word and as we look into the wonderful subject of the Holy Spirit, God, that you will speak through me. God, may our hearts be open and attentive, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, good evening. We welcome you and those who are watching online. If you need your, your little sheets, you may not have known you needed to get these, raise your hand, and Penny, who will volunteer maybe to help, and Justin, and Brandon, do we need any in the balcony? Y'all got your sheets? Okay, good, good, good. If you don't want them, you don't have to have them. This isn't second grade. Although someday when you stand before the judgment seat, God may ask you why you didn't fill these out. Although I doubt it. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if certain people, if you got to be there when they were getting judged? I told you so, I told you so. I don't think it'll be that way though, do you? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. This is our eighth session. And this evening, we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. How many of you does the subject of spiritual gifts interest you or intrigue you to some degree? I, I think it does for a lot of us because we, honestly, we haven't talked about it enough in church, at least in Baptist churches, and, and uh, as much as charismatic churches have, and that's not a good thing because spiritual gifts are very, very important. This evening, we're going to look at the subject, and then next week, we're going to, I, I think, we're going to try to lay a foundation tonight, and next week we're going to look more into trying to help us figure out what our gifts might be, what your gift might be. But let's begin tonight. The Holy Spirit is God. Is that correct? True or false? True. He is the Spirit of God, and He is God. He is part of the wonderful Trinity. The Holy Spirit lives in every Christian. He lives in every Christian. If you're a Christian this evening, isn't it a wonderful thing to know that God lives inside of you? Mm, I guess not, but it should be. <laughs> it should be. He does many things in us. How many of you the Holy Spirit convicts? He comforts, doesn't he? He guides. You know when you can tell the Holy Spirit's guiding you the best when you're going in the wrong direction? Isn't that the truth? Because you're absolutely miserable, aren't you, when you're going in the wrong direction and the Holy Spirit's guiding you. But here's something cool. The Holy Spirit equips us with a spiritual gift. And I put plural there, our gifts. I believe that we have more than one gift spiritually. We're going to look at the spiritual gifts the next two weeks. And obviously, it's a very important subject for you and our church body. We call these the gifts of the Spirit because that's how the Bible lays them out. It's the Holy Spirit, who's God here in us and with us, is the one who gifts us and equips us. The scriptures tonight are going to be from 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, we hadn't designated them all that way. We just verses except where it is clearly designated differently. But let's begin with this. What are spiritual gifts? What are spiritual gifts? In 1 Corinthians 12, 1, 
It says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed. Uninformed, the ugly word of that means to be ignorant. But I don't think it's ignorant in the sense like you're ignorant, but like it's uninformed. It's to not know or to not recognize. It can, it can mean to be mistaken about something, someone here spiritual gives. How many of you would agree with me that probably 80% of churches and 80% of Christians are uninformed on spiritual gifts? I don't want you to raise your hand. absolutely don't want you to right now. But I want you to think, do you really feel like you know what your gifts are and that you're using them? You, you don't have to just, just do you really know what your gifts are and, and are you using them? And, and I think the answer to that for a lot of people is no. We, we don't know that. In Corinth, in, in the context, obviously, of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 would be the city of Ephesus. No. Y'all awake? It would be the city of Corinth. That spiritual gifts were causing a lot of problems. It was leading to chaos and confusion and division. And the Holy Spirit, listen, this is real important. This is, this is a lot bigger than just spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit in his leading are just the opposite of these three ugly things, chaos, confusion, and division. In fact, I would tell you where you see chaos and you see confusion and you see division, you do not see the work of the Holy Spirit. Of the opposite spirit there, don't you? I would, I would encourage you when you see this in a church or in a Bible study group or in a whatever group you're in in the church body, something needs to be fixed quick. If, if a person brings chaos and confusion and division, they need to be corrected gently but, but clearly, don't they? Because those things are not of God. And I, I don't care. You can talk to me. You can't talk as much on Sunday morning how can the misuse of spiritual gifts call, cause confusion or chaos in the church? Anybody want to give it a shot? Personal gain? Yeah, somebody trying to get their glory or their, their power? Sure. Confusion about the nature of God? Absolutely. Absolutely. Pride, Andrea. That's good. Hierarchy? Right, sure. I mean, like, I sing really well. That's one of my gifts, and I do look down on some of you who don't sing near as well. You know that's a joke, don't you? My, who said that? Where's Cindy Hawkins, Josh? Is she here tonight? She's, she's brutalized me on my singing voice recently. But she's, but she's accurate. Spiritual gifts were causing problems in, in Corinth because they were creating confusion and chaos and division. There was pride. There was, uh, there was people seeking their own glory, which would be pride. There was the character of God was being confused there, too. So... It's important that we get right on these things. And here's another important distinction. Spiritual gifts are not simply natural abilities and talents. Spiritual gifts are not 
just simply natural abilities and talent. How many of you think that a spiritual gift is the, the gift to preach? Do you think that would be a spiritual gift? How many of you think Adolf Hitler was a gifted orator? And he was. And, and, you know, we're going to look more next week how that God can use your natural abilities. I mean, there's people who can sing and break the stained glass windows and who don't know Christ at all. And I think that's where God can take your natural abilities and turn those into spiritual gifts, Katie, uh, at some point. Spiritual gifts are special abilities and talents given from the Holy Spirit to the believer. We're going to look at some of these verses several times tonight. I don't mean to be repetitious, but they're just important. Verses 4, 5, and 7 hit on this. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but, but read that with me. The same Spirit is the source of them all. Let's pause right there just for a second before we go to verse 5. If the Holy Spirit is the same source, He's not going to bring confusion, division, or chaos, is He? Right, absolutely. Verse 5. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. Different gifts, purpose, source, purpose is the same. And then verse 7 again. To each one is given the manifestation of who? The Spirit for the common good. Every Christian has a spiritual gift, and I think, again, most of us have more than one. Who decides who gets the gifts? Preacher, the committees. <laughs> That's how we do it, isn't it? And if you get put on a committee, you, you better have a gift or you better have an excuse, right? God decides. In verse 11, in verse 29 and 30, listen to what it says, 1 Corinthians 12. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Verse 29 and 30. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? And the answer to that is what? No. So I think it's important to understand you and I don't decide which gifts we have, do we? You know, if you want little junior to be a preacher and God has not gifted him to do that, you are setting little Junior up for failure, aren't you? If you want little Junior to sing in the children's choir, that's awesome. When he's 20 and you want him to be a solo and he's not gifted in that, you are setting him up and the church up for some brutality, aren't you? How many of you have ever been a part of a country church? How many of you have ever been to a singing? It's not a singing, it's a singing. Reggie, you've been to a singing, haven't you? The, the singings that I've been to before, it's a free-for-all. It's like a battle royal. Anybody can sing. Ronnie Dowling and I could get up and sing. And the people are gracious enough to even say you did a good job. That's called lying, isn't it? But we don't get to decide who gets the gifts. The Holy Spirit chooses the gifts we have, and he is the one who gives them to us. I think that's so important. One of the problems in Corinth, there was gift envy. <laughs> there was gift envy. Is your gift more important than mine to God? Nope. Do some gifts get more 
more visibility? Sure. But is the preacher more important than the one that's serving? Not in God's eyes. Is the Sunday school teacher more important than the one who's down working with the little kids, making sure they still have all their fingers when everything's done? Absolutely not. The Spirit decides how we are gifted and who gets what gifts. What are spiritual gifts for? This In Corinth, this was a real issue, a real problematic issue. They were for the wrong reasons. And, and here's one of these things, and we touched on these earlier. Your spiritual gift is not for your own glory. Do you all agree with that? Let's look at verse 7 one more time. It says that to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. It's not, it's not for my own glory. I think that's where we, we get in trouble with certain gifts is that it brings glory to me instead of to, to him or to the cause. Your spiritual gift is for God's church. Yes or no? You agree with that? Not, don't put it back on the screen, Jamie, but verse 7 says that we're given a gift for the manifestation for the common good. In verse 7, again, verse 7 says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Put verse 5 up there. I'm sorry, Jamie. Verse 5, there are different kinds of services, but we serve the same Lord. The word good in verse 7 means profitable. It means advantageous and helpful. Spiritual gifts are to benefit and help the church. Would you read that out loud with me and say that with me? Spiritual gifts are to... Your gift is to make your church better. It is to help in evangelism, discipleship, service, and ministry. Okay. If my gift is to to bring glory to me, to bring honor to me versus benefiting the church. Those are different animals, aren't they? Okay, let's pause because I don't know if I've got y'all with me right now. Do you understand that God has not given you or me a gift for our trophy case? The church is the bride and the body of Jesus Christ. The church is not some imaginary structure out there. The church is, uh, out of 110, 150 times the church is mentioned in the New Testament, 90 to 95 times, it's clearly talking about the local body. You and I need the church. We need the church weekly. We do. That's biblical. Jesus went to the synagogue on the Sabbath, as was his custom, is what it says in Luke 4, 16. And God has gifted, listen, isn't this cool? God didn't just gift the elite leaders. God gifted you. Now, the scary thing is, is that puts some responsibility on you, doesn't it? Okay. Do you agree with the statement, your gift is to make your church better? Four of us. Okay. We are having a gift committee meeting right after church. Reggie, you will be chairing that. Okay, how many people, let's don't use our church, let's use church Y out there that has a 1,000 on Sunday morning. How many people do you think in church Y are, are 
know their gifts and are exercising their gifts? What percentage? 20? I'm getting 5, 10. Do I hear 15? Do I hear 15? Okay, would 15 to 20 be accurate? What, what would happen if 75% of the people found out their gifts and used them? What would happen? Wouldn't it be awesome? Wouldn't it be awesome? Your gifts to make your church better. Here's the next thing. Your church is to benefit others. Obviously, when you are benefiting your church, you're benefiting others. 1 Peter 4.10, it says, God has given each of you a gift from the great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. These are not like different things. These will go hand in hand. Your church, your, your gifts are, are to, to bless your church, to bless the church, and to benefit other people. Think about this. When you are using your gifts, you make other people's lives better. Isn't that great? You sing in the choir, and that's where you have a passion and a, some gifting for that. You sing in the praise team. You know what? I'm speaking as one sitting out here. You make it better, don't they? You make it better. And, and, and you go, you know, I, well, I, I don't know what I, I, I just like working with kids. We're going to talk next week. The people who are over there right now working with your kids, is there anybody more important than them? Now, there's some over there going, what am I doing? This is a prison sentence. <laughs> You're going, that sure is. That's why we're in here. But some people, they find their gifting working with kids, don't they? And then we've got 100 over here with our youth, and they're, they're taking care of your youth right now. And some of them are like, I'm going to have to start taking medicine to keep working over here. But, <laughs> but some of them are like, I am absolutely in my zone working with the youth. Man, they, they make our church, they make people better. They're making your kids better. They're making your kids better. They're making all of us better. Your gifts are to bring glory to your pastor. Glory to God. Please tell me you didn't write pastor in there. Of course they are. Now, here's a little, here's a little rabbit to chase for a second. Folks, bringing glory to God is, is usually very practical. It's not some... It's not some weird, mysterious, theological. It's just practical. And when you're blessing your church and you're blessing others and you're winning people to Christ and you're loving people and helping people, you bring glory to God. Jesus said the two most important things ever are what? To tithe and to what? Love God and love people. And so if I'm loving God and loving people by using my gifts, I'm bringing glory to God, aren't I? See, when you find and use your gift, you make your church soar. You bring glory to God. We make our church better. We make the kingdom of God expand. And this clearly brings glory to God. It brings glory to God. Third page, when we help Benefit and bless others, we bring glory to God. Here's what we're going to do next week. Next week, we are going to look in detail 
about the gifts and try to figure out how we can find our gifts. I think next week we can plant some seeds, maybe some real good seeds to help you discover your gifts. Here's a, here's a homework assignment. I know you shudder when you hear that. Read 1 Corinthians 12 this evening. Read Romans 12, 6 through 8. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. And 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11 for next week. These verses contain the list of gifts as well as a few offices in the church that are mentioned. The combined list here with gifts, and I'd say one or two of these are offices, is about 19 or 20 gifts. Now, this is very important. I don't believe the list in the Bible is exhaustive. I believe it's representative. I, I don't believe it's exhaustive. And I think that it's hugely important to understand that. How many of you think somebody that can play multiple musical instruments is a, not only a talent, but when it's owned by God, it's a gift? Justin can do that. Uh, that's not mentioned in the Bible in the New Testament as a gift. That's a gift from God, isn't it? How many of you are good some are working with wood and stuff like that? I'm, I'm not at all. I mean, I, Tony is. I, I, when I worked construction, I was the cleanup guy. What that means is, is you better stay in college. You know, in the Old Testament, it talks about people who are gifted and with wood. I believe that's, a, that's a, a gift that you can use to bring glory to God. Read these things next week for next week, and then when we come, we're going to try next week to really hone in and look at trying to help you find your gift. Every Christian has a spiritual gift, or I think gifts, I think more than one. They're given by the Holy Spirit so we can bring glory to God to make our church great and effective and to bless others. The gifts are not ours to choose nor are they for our glory. Man, but here's the last sentence this evening. But when you find your gifting, giftings and use them, you will be greatly blessed. How many of you, maybe you don't know, maybe you understand at least one of your gifts. When you use that, how many of you, it, it is satisfying? It is, isn't it? It blesses you. When you find your gift. So that's, listen, there's nothing you and I ever do for God that doesn't benefit us. It, you, you, you're generous, you give, whatever, you know, as you pray, you sacrifice. It always benefits us, doesn't it? And certainly when we use our spiritual gifts, it not only benefits the kingdom and, and our church and churches and others, it certainly benefits us. I want to ask you to bow your heads. We're not going to have a come forward invitation, but we're going to have a talk to Jesus invitation right now. Would you, would you bow with me? If you're not a Christian, I pray that you will find me or one of our ministers right after church and that you will give your life to Christ tonight. You're watching online. Give your life to Christ this evening. We'd love to talk to you about joining the church if you're interested in that. 
tonight you're a Christian, I, I would ask you, do you know your gift, your gifts, and are you using them? This week, pray and ask God to show you your gifts. Be open to what God's going to say and, and be willing to use the gifts that God's given you. Jesus, thank you so much that you not only gave us the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. Gifts that, that not only bless others in your name and the church, but bless us. Thank you, God, for gifting us and using us. All the things and ways you could have cho chosen to use, but you chose to use us. Thank you, Lord. We love you and we praise your name. Amen. Well, we've actually got three minutes left on the shot clock. Has anybody got a good joke I can share? I've got to get, y'all need to send me some jokes. I'm dry. I'm dry right now. Some of you are thinking you're always dry. Well, thank you so much for being here tonight. I hope God has spoken to you, and I hope that you will, uh, again, read those this week. Pray and ask God to show you your gifts with a willingness and a desire to use them. Let's stand. I'm going to say a quick prayer. Have, listen, have a great rest of the week. Sunday morning, we're going to have a great day. We hope and pray you'll be here. Please invite somebody to come with you. You never know by inviting them. You may play the key and then find in Jesus Christ. Invite somebody to come with you Sunday morning. Lord, thank you for a wonderful night. We love you and we praise your name, Jesus. Amen. God bless you.